Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 24. I'm your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite barber, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. Hi, I'm also your host and no selling wrestling indie fan, Jeremy. All right, guys. Episode 24, man. Here we are. Got another great show for you today. Before we get started, head on over to our YouTube channel and uh, check out where we have all of our recent episodes and videos. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Today, we're going to be talking about the future of Cody Rhodes, Jay White's first AEW match, the Elimination Chamber, and more. Uh, if you want to go to uh, check out T-shirts, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan where we got our pocket logo tee. We've been talking about updating the, the design eventually. Um, you know, we want to just see that uh, some other people are getting this one before we start investing money in more designs. Um, and I think that about covers all the, you know, go to our social media, follow along, Instagram at the PW fan, at Twitter, or at Twitter, at the PW fan on Twitter. And I think that about wraps that up. Andy, what do you say we get the show started, buddy? You're up. Alrighty. Uh big wrestling news, or the biggest thing in wrestling news uh wise this week, I think, is uh Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW. Crazy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, before you hopped on here, me and Jeremy were kind of talking. One, Jeremy, what you say about Revolution and Cody if you don't see him on the show? Yeah, I was thinking because it's hard to imagine that Cody actually left AEW after being a founder and all of this Revolution stuff. But I was like, if he doesn't show up at Revolution, uh, the pay-per-view, I think it's the first weekend of March, um, then I really think he's actually gone from AEW. Because I always feel like with Cody, there's always some kind of work going on. So... If he's not there, then I think he's actually gone. That's my prediction, at least. And if he's gone, guys, where's he going? I think <laughs> yeah. we all know. But, I mean, yeah, what's your guys' thoughts? I just think it's so crazy. I mean, at first, in the beginning of AEW, people considered AEW kind of to be Cody's company. Like, Tony Khan was like the behind the scenes guy, but no one really knew who he was. And people would always use. Uh, gifs of like Cody doing the basically the Hulk Hogan ear finger yeah hand to the ear and they would be like like he kind of seemed like he was the face of that company which he was and now I don't know if it's because there's so many other people and he felt like maybe he could find a better opportunity elsewhere or what but yeah very very strange um didn't see that coming however Man, and it like makes me feel like a mark to even think this way. But I'm like, what? What if it, we're just getting swerved, and this is like the best? That's like, what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like this is the be- like they've had so many people post on social media about it. It's like weird. Yeah, and then Kenny Omega did an interview with the Wrestling Observer guys, and he talked about this, and basically was like made a joke like, "Oh, I heard he's on a flight to Saudi Arabia." He's like, well, good luck to him then. I'm like, it's feeling too forced right now. <laughs> yeah, like it felt natural. And then like Jim JR's posting about it and like all these random people are just putting it on their Instagram. And I'm like, OK, hang on. Something seems a little fishy, but yeah. 
Uh, here's the one thing that makes me think it's not a work is uh, Brody leaves Brody Lee's uh, uh, widow Amanda Huber uh, posted on her Instagram and she basically was like, "I don't have any reason to lie to you people." and And I was like, "Damn, That's okay, exactly well, exactly what someone would say." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's heavy, man. I don't know, but we'll see. But if they get us, they get us. But well, I've been watching goes, wrestling a long time, and I'm like, I don't know. If he goes to WWE, um, I mean, he has established himself as a bigger star than when he left there. Um, You know, I think we can all assume, like, Roman probably will retain at Mania. And if you bring in Cody right afterwards... Because we've always said WWE has like a star building problem, like and who who can actually beat Roman besides like I thought Seth Rollins could have been a believable um, guy to take take the title off of him, but you know I I think Cody could be that guy too. Yeah, I think that'll be great. I saw people mentioning that the you know could be the surprise tag team partner for the Miz. I'm like, if he signs. For being a tag partner for being the Miz, I'm like, come on, that's Jesus that'd be Christ. horrible. Yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait and see. Um, you know, especially for like, say, the night after Mania. Like, if he doesn't come out then, then like, I have no idea what this dude's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, unless, unless he's just it, taking time off because he has a newborn and you know, it's all just stuff going on. it's just weird though that like, if this is real, you know, and I know he's it's a character and he's cutting a promo, but you know, he's like, he cut all those promos about real professional wrestling and blah. And, you know, and not to mention the sledgehammer to the triple H throne. It's like, man, this is a big one eighty, you know? And yeah. all the shots that he took at WWE. Yeah. Like, it's just like huge, like, Whoa, like yeah. you said all that stuff. And now you're like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go back. Yeah. Well, just got to wait and see guys. But um, there was another big thing in uh, wrestling news-wise this week, and that was about freaking time, guys. Undertaker is getting inducted <laughs> into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Took long enough. Yeah, it felt, it felt yeah. like forever, didn't it? I guess, what, they just finally waited for him to actually be retired? Yeah. Of, like, entering competition and then finally do it. Yeah, and I guess, um, like, COVID kind of, like, delayed things, too. Yeah. I think they're doing... I don't know if it's just his introduction or like the whole Hall of Fame. They're doing it like during a SmackDown, apparently. What his introduction? Yeah, his induction, or it's just like the entire Hall of Fame is also going to be done during a SmackDown. Uh, I don't know. They're not going to like have their own separate, uh, like day or like nighttime event like before WrestleMania, like they normally do. That's so. It's oh, so. Yeah. That's kind of shitty, just considering if there's one dude who probably deserves to have a big moment like that, think. it's The Undertaker, but... Yep. Nope, so they're, they're making gonna... a SmackDown just basically the Hall of Fame show? I guess, maybe like in between like inductions, there's stuff. Yeah. I don't know, because those Hall of Fame shows are super long, usually. <laughs> yeah, because you can't really say like, hey, uh, you're done talking to The yeah. Undertaker. But congratulations to him. It's uh, definitely well-deserved. Um, you know, one of the best of all time, especially character-wise. 
you know, he took a dead guy and turned him into a an actual Dude, that's good, believable good character. dead guy character. That's my that's my new thing that I'm going with. I'm like, dude, he took literally the worst gimmick ever. Think about it. <laughs> and made it the most iconic gimmick ever. Yep. So Yeah, I mean only he could have done it. So congratulations to him. I thought that's a you know, he's always been one of my favorites, especially back in the day, so um he's the I don't man. think they've announced anyone else. I think he's the first and he I mean I would assume he's gonna headline the Hall of Fame. I mean he better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean who else could you put up there like in this year that's like above him? I don't know. Right. Um but the next thing on the list, uh they renamed two oh five live guys to uh NXT level up. Now I don't really watch two oh five live at all, but I just think the name No one does. The name is just so ridiculous to me. Um, I don't, I don't understand it. That's just he like some. Any... That's just like some shit of like somebody who's like trying to sound young and. That's like, what it feels current. like. Like so, I don't know. I'm not gonna like watch a... it. I don't watch it anyway. Yeah, it does sound like a bunch of old guys in the room. They're like, "Level up." It sounds like a cool hip thing. I saw heard it. Millennials. <laughs> they like they like saw it on a shirt in like 2013. They're like a new thing, level up. <laughs> it's like a decade God. old already. <laughs> so we'll see if that you know. I don't know what they're going to do differently. I don't know if changing the name is going to make them think that you know more eyeballs are going to get on the product. Probably not. For me, it would steer me away even more. But um, you never know. Maybe that, that's only on the network then, right? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not on, like, live TV. Hey, before you get too far into the rest of the show, I just wanted to, like, say that because every time we do this, uh, it's fun, and we we said that we might start filming it and putting it up live. Uh, I watched... What what did we just watch together the other night, Andy? We watched Dynamite. Yeah, we watched Dynamite together, and then we had our friend uh, Jesse and big fan of the show, Jesse Leonard... We invited him to hop on, and we talked, and it was a good time. So we didn't film that one. That one was more just for uh, just hanging out. But eventually, that we was might... fun. Yeah, that was fun. Eventually, we might just put put the record button on in the background and keep it, you know, just exactly what we did the other day, but just have it uh, cataloged basically, and maybe we'll post it. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that was that was cool to hang out with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, let's uh, get into an actual show of the week, starting with Raw. Um, These WWE shows this week were, because there's a pay-per-view coming up, um, which already happened, but these were like go-home shows for that. Raw opened up with uh, all members of the male elimination chamber coming out to the ring, you know, one by one. Brock's the last to come out. Um, He's kind of eyeing everyone down. And then all of a sudden, Austin Theory... Grows some balls and jumps on Brock's back. Well, that didn't go over too well. Brock completely destroyed Austin Theory and then uh, <laughs> takes selfies with him using Austin's phone. Um, Did you want to t- uh, throw in, if anybody hasn't seen it, go to... Uh, it's on YouTube, the full thing. Pat McAfee has a, like a 25-minute interview with Brock where he's really kind of out of his shell and 
being just like a normal dude and it is honestly it's awesome it's a really good interview so while we're talking about brock if you if you like brock check that interview out pat mcafee show on youtube it is it's a cool interview pat mcafee but uh um, <laughs> dang <laughs> yeah no dang. it's a really good interview it's like an hour long or so oh um, that sucks yeah it's just brock being himself pat mcafee um, yes <laughs> Um, Pat but going McAfee. on in the going on in the show overall, um, Kevin Owens had a backstage segment where he's basically talking shit about Texas, um, and that brings me to what the rumor is that they're setting up is a match between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Um, and I think this was if that's the case because Kevin Owens is you know trashing texas where stone cold uh lives or was or is from um which is also where the uh wrestlemania this year is going to be in dallas i believe uh yeah it's kind of crazy if stone cold's coming back after this long what do you guys think i mean it's basically a stunner versus stunner match yeah i got kind of mixed feelings about it because i mean it's stone cold and it's awesome to see him back but then again he's like what 50 and his 50s like almost sixty now. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that because you just want to remember him for being Stone Cold back in the day. So I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be cool. The promos are gonna be awesome, but I don't know about the wrestling part. I'm I'm like kind of the same mixed feeling. Like, yeah, I want to see it because nostalgia, but at the same time. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, Goldberg does a good job. I mean, for his age, does he? Well, well I'm I'm trying I'm to be kidding. like, comp- well, no, no, I'm trying to be like completely fair to the fact that like he was never amazing, right? And he still can do like all all that stuff. So I'm like, maybe Stone Cold could still do it, but at the same time, I get what you're saying, Jeremy. It's like when Shawn Michaels did the Saudi Arabia match a few years ago. It's like. He didn't do yeah. a bad job. It's just like, uh, I don't want to remember him like that. Yeah. It's sometimes okay to just leave things and just be like, no, this was cool. You know? Well, I thought his yeah. final match I thought his final match with The Rock was a perfect way to just quietly exit. Well, yeah. there's another rumor that they might do. Sh- and again, they talk about this like every year, but I've heard another rumor that they might do AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels. That's another Twitter thing I've been mm. seeing. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do Edge before that. Because, again, it's right. in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah but Michaels. I think the thing to remember also is, like, people think of the Attitude Era and the, all those guys is like, oh, they were, it was so great. But if you look at the wrestling, like, the in-ring part, it's not even close to what they're doing now. Like, it's so much better now, the in-ring, at least. Yeah, I mean, those... I don't think that those guys were given the... Uh, except for the main events. There were some, like, good main events, like... Anything that, like, Austin, Triple H, The Rock, and McFoley was in was pretty quality. But, angle. yeah, like, a, Angle. But a lot of the undercard stuff, when it, you know, it was very storyline heavy and it was very kind of shock, crash TV heavy. Yeah, some of those matches were not great. Like, I think people look at that stuff through, like, rose-colored glasses. We were kids, so all I cared about was, like, oh my god, Stone Cold got arrested again and he beat up Vince McMahon? I mean, I remember like my friend running in the room 
uh, and being like, you guys see Stone Cold got arrested again? And I was like, oh, my God, this is real, you know, in my head. And I'm like, I was like nine or ten. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, man, a lot of that stuff back then, it was just so shock value driven that I don't even I couldn't tell you like, oh, man, you know, it was a classic match back then. Like, there's a couple of main events that come to mind, but it's like where if you go back, I could be like, okay, uh, Steamboat versus Flair, Chi Town Rumble, uh, Starcade, Harley Race versus Ric Flair. Like, I could like go back to these like classic moments where in the Attitude Era, I'm like I'm trying to think of like a match that was really just like a straight up like banger that like was, you know what I mean? Hell in a Cell, uh, Shawn Michaels. And Undertaker, the first one. Oh, sorry. No, the, the no, the first one was Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, and that was a five star match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Well, if he if Stone Cold does come back and has a match, you know, I mean, he looks like he's in good shape, but does that mean he'll be in ring shape? I don't know. But I bet they're going to be paying him a lot of money to come back after this long. Um that's for I sure. Think, that's the thing. I, Sean didn't want to come back. He didn't even want to do it. He did it like for a lot of money, and he did it as a favor. And then it sounds like Stone Cold's going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it also yeah, gives him a chance to get in the ring with younger talent. I don't know yeah. if he... They do also have to fill out that stadium, which is, what, 100,000 seats? Uh-huh. Something yeah, like they that. Gotta yeah. get, they got to get some meat on the bone, because right now that's not happening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as I like to say, moving on, guys. <laughs> uh, the last thing in Raw I wanted to talk about was Alexa Bliss was quote unquote cured now after her many therapy sessions and was added to the elimination chamber. Didn't have to qualify, nothing. Um, so yeah, she was the mystery opponent that we were speculating about last week for this uh, upcoming women's elimination chamber match. Well, it was a creative. It was a creative way to get her out of the fiend it's character freaking, thing. Yeah, God, which was terrible. So, all right, let's move on to Dynamite though this week. And like you said, we watched it with one of our listeners, um, Jesse. Jesse, which Leonard. was that was fun. Uh, even though I hopped in like late with y'all, but uh, you stayed throughout the whole thing. It was pretty fun. Um, so yeah, it started off with a CM Punk segment. Uh, he comes out there because he won that tag match with John Moxley the week before. He was allowed to pick the time, place, and stipulation to his uh, match with MJF at Revolution. So he said, or just his rematch with MJF. So he picked March 6th, Revolution, as the time and place. Um, and then he chose a dog collar match. Uh, he tells MJF to come out and... Basically, MJF doesn't say anything. He just intimidates MJF the entire time, and then MJF uh, ends up walking away. So uh, how do you guys feel about this? I know the whole dog collar match, you know, with you, Tim, uh, has to do with, like, old-school wrestling and stuff. So I'll pass it off to you guys. Well, I'll let Jeremy go first if he wants to give his thoughts on the the promos and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's another great promo by Punk, and just having him sit in the middle of the ring to start the show is pretty cool. 
because uh, I don't feel like he's done that a lot recently. Oh yeah, he did his old uh, old promo about being straight up. Yeah, yeah. That's how um, it started. Oh yeah, that's how we started it. You're right. Um, yeah, the dog collar match. I feel like because of the way Punk and MJF are doing this, it's gonna be a very bloody match on uh, March six. Just because also of how much they mentioned Piper and how much they reference uh, Piper's matches when he did the dog collar match. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's going to be like a bloodbath almost for this show. Or is, uh, what does everybody call it? Like um, bloody mutilation or something? Yeah. Call it like that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be one of those matches, I feel like. But I can't wait for it. I'm actually just looking here to see if I have a Piper. Um, let's see. I have a Piper DVD here. Yeah, it's right here. Okay, so it was uh, 11-24, 1983, and it was Starcade 83. It was a dog collar match uh, for the NWA United States Championship, Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine. So it was super brutal. And uh, if you've never seen it, you can either watch it on uh, this one of these Roddy Piper compilation DVDs, or uh, I'm sure you can find it on Pe- Peacock on Starcade 83. Uh, but yes, it's a really brutal match. Piper, I remember in this documentary actually saying that during the match, Greg Valentine busted his eardrum. And uh, after the match, he cuts this really gnarly promo. He's like, hey, Valentine, is that all you got? So that really sticks out to me. So I'm I'm assuming that this will be violent, which would be awesome because it'll pay homage to the original. And if anybody here is listening that's not familiar with Greg Valentine, old school wrestler around Roddy Piper's era, if you're like a general wrestling fan, you probably know Roddy Piper. So don't have to explain much there. But that's what he meant when he said, will you be my Valentine's? So I feel like you'd have to be like pretty into wrestling to know that reference, especially something that that's, you know, at this point that old. But I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a strong promo. And I'm actually really excited for this match. All right. Um, so after that segment, we had a backstage uh, interview with Jurassic Express uh, with Christian Cage. There was an awkward, uh, like, three-way joke that uh, Jungle Boy said. Because he was... Soros really didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they talked about there's an upcoming, like, three-way tag match, I think, coming up in the Casino Tag Battle Royale, I believe. Uh, they kind of were getting into both of those things during the interview. Uh, afterwards, we had our first match of the night. It was Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. Uh your winner was Brian Danielson. I mean, who didn't see that coming? Uh, Danielson gets on the mic and he wants to answer about Moxley joining him. So then Moxley comes out and he gets on the mic. Um, and one of the things that he said at the very end, you know, he talks about, you know, at one point wanting to wrestle him. And then he said that he listened to everything that Danielson had said and, you know, made some good points. But he said he doesn't stand uh, side by side with anybody unless he bleeds with them first. So to me, this sounds like if they are going to pair up, they have to have some kind of match together first. And if he's talking about bloody, you know, blood, it's going to be some kind of probably death match or something. But God, I don't know. All I know is that whatever card is coming up is going to be very bloody. <laughs> Based <laughs> off the last... Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so. You, maybe we'll watch. Maybe we can watch that together. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it yeah, all here, guys. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I also feel like <laughs> this this match doesn't even need to be like a death match between those two. Like, it can just be like a normal match, and it'll still be bloody. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll the find a way. I'm kind of like. True. I'm not gonna go on a tangent, like, but I'm just like wondering, like, it would be cool if it wasn't a death match, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe do something else. Just throw yeah, it out. Just I really some... feel like it's just gonna be a straight up match. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. All right. What else? Yep. After that, we had a kind of a video package for Keith Lee, who uh, had debuted in AEW last week. And then we had a Wardlow match versus Max Caster. And the winner was Wardlow, who has been winning every match, basically. Um, I think this was a Face of the Revolution qualifying match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. But yeah, winner was yeah, Wardlow. Um, what was that, Jeremy? One thing about this qualifying match is, like, now they are three guys. Wardlow, Keith Lee, and uh, Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. That's a uh, some big guys in this match for a lot of yeah. So yeah. Jesus. Uh, afterwards, Anthony Bowens attacks, um, and Wardlow gets no help from Sean Spears because he is uh, garbage. Um, and and Wardlow <laughs> takes him out, takes out Anthony Bowens uh, and Max Caster, and yeah, Sean Spears has just walked away. You know, no help. He's a waste of space. God. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, like, just like I always, who is he boys with now that Cody's gone, <laughs> where he gets this much TV time? I just don't understand. Everyone, the listeners know how we feel about Sean Spears, especially you. So, <laughs> put we a have T-shirt no on under your blazer. <laughs> That's our next T-shirt. It's just that Sean Spears sucks. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be a T-shirt that says, "This is the shirt that Sean Spears should wear under his blazer." <laughs> so after that match, we uh, we had a backstage segment with Britt Baker and Mercedes Martinez, and uh, Sensei Crease from Karate Kid and the Cobra Kai show walks up, and even totally though they they show his real actor or real name, um. He's like in character as this sensei. And he's like, this no sucked. mercy. I did he's not like this. <laughs> no mercy. Finish her off. Finish and him. Like, and Finish I watch Cobra her. Kai, but I don't I don't want my Cobra Kai mixing with my wrestling. It's a little bit it's Do just watch it, it? I watch it. I watch all I watch all Cobra Kai. Yeah. It's great. But I don't want to see Sensei Crease from Cobra Kai mixing with my wrestling <laughs> and acting like he's in character right now. <laughs> It's just not what I want to see. Keep them separate. So yeah, that was it. Was just silly to me. I don't. Know. This was very. This was very WWE. Right. This was yeah. a very WWE yeah. move. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had an Adam Page in ring seg- segment. Adam Cole comes out. Um, just gonna mention it because we mentioned it when we were watching together, dude. There was a guy in the in the audience holding up an Adam Cole has a dad bod sign and the camera guy just didn't move for so long Dude. and it was just dead center in between yeah. like Adam Page and Adam Cole like 
facing each other. And then I guess someone must have told the camera guy, like, shoot at an angle. So then, <laughs> then they just tur- the guy just turns a little bit. And now it's not like a straight on like face to face. I don't know. It was just and the guy just kept holding it up, holding I, it. God, up. I was like, first of all, I, and I sh- I know it's probably slim chances that this dude listens to the show, but bruh, you ruined that. You ruined that promo, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it was supposed to be like this like serious moment of these two facing off, and I'm like trying to get into it, and all I can see is this Adam <laughs> Cole has a dad bod sign behind both their heads, and also. He held it up for so long, and like Adam Cole was clearly like looking at it that I was starting to get like weird secondhand embarrassment from it. I was like, oh. I was <laughs> it like, was so distracting. Right. It was so distracting. I had to go back and watch it like another day, like the promo, because I just yeah. I couldn't focus on it when we were like watching it together. Um, but I mean, it was a good promo. They talked about you know being uh in ROH together and um being roommates. And Adam Cole at one point says, you know, whenever he's in the company with Adam Page, Adam Page is known as the other Adam. Um, but no, they shake hands and Adam Cole walks out of the ring and then Red Dragon attacks. And Adam Cole comes back into the ring and attacks as well. Security comes out and the Dark Order comes to help. So I think we're getting this match for the title at uh, Revolution. But I'm a bet man and... Fingers yeah, they crossed. Actually just, they announced it at the end of the show. Okay. Fingers crossed, put the belt on Adam Cole. That's pretty fast. Um, Adam Page is, to me, it's just, it's fallen flat, his title run. But, I mean, that might be his booking. They started off really strong with Brian Danielson. That could have been the issue. Like, they started off too strong with that whole match. Yeah. Or feud or whatever, but... Because usually AEW doesn't take off titles like that fast. They're mm-hmm. trying to like make it a legit. You know what uh, I noticed? You know, a champion. I I just realized his title run seemed to cool off after he beat Brian Danielson. Like That's it's what I'm almost, saying. Yeah, but yeah. like it's almost like he beat them and that he beat him, and then people were like, "Eh, all right, well, yeah." <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> like, I, like I don't know. It just felt like it was like a bubble that burst too fast or something mm-hmm. yeah it's tough too because he beat omega for the title and then he beat danielson who like they're like the top two wrestlers basically and then he, anywhere else you're gonna go unless it's like punk or someone else like that it's gonna be down yeah yeah i mean i i guess some of these guys gotta lose eventually it's just weird yeah um yeah after that segment we had a video package for sammy guevara and darby allen who are in the main event um, for the TNT Championship. Then we had the Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana Ortiz match. Um, Eddie Kingston returned in the middle of the match, and your winners were Santana and Ortiz, which uh, I think probably had to happen. Um, And then Eddie Kingston and Jericho brawl. I'm sure we're going to get them at Revolution as well. Um, That was not a brawl, but, I mean, that was like, horrible whatever they were trying to do <laughs> yeah. eddie held his arm up for like the entire time like acting was gonna hit him and then he just i don't know, like i was like what are you guys doing i don't, I don't know it was tough watch yeah. um after that we had the bucks adam cole and red dragon backstage um and then we had mercedes martinez versus thunder rosa the winner was thunder rosa Britt baker and her friends uh 
kind of forget their name, Rebel and Jamie Hayter, um, come out and they attack Thunder Rosa. And then uh, Mercedes, uh, they turn on Mercedes Martinez for, I guess, uh, what, losing the match? Um, because Britt Baker yeah, and was, Thunder Rosa. there's no point of her teaming with them. Yeah, she was supposed to soften up, quote-unquote, uh, Thunder Rosa for her, and she lost, so I guess it wasn't good enough for Britt Baker. Yeah, at least the Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker match is finally happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So then we have a video of uh, Malachi Black video, always uh, as cryptic as ever. Don't really know what to make out of it. Um but then we had well, an interview. The, so the rumors are that, uh, sorry, just the one thing is like the rumors are that Buddy Murphy, now is Buddy Matthews, is going right. to be in the house. He's going to join them too? Oh, God. Okay. Well, maybe the House can... of Bliss. He got kicked out of the House of Bliss. Now he's in the House of Black. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so then we have then we have an interview with Jay White. Um, who is talking about his match at Rampage this week. Um, and it's going to be the main event of it. It's him versus Trent Beretta. Uh, he talks about you know how they know each other from New Japan and whatnot. And then our main event this week in Dynamite was Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allin for the TNT Championship. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Um, Andrade ended up interfering in the match um, and hit uh, Darby Allin in the head with like a clipboard. And that apparently... Helped a lot. The winner was Sammy Guevara. Uh, Matt Hardy attacks afterwards, and then uh, Sting comes out to uh, to save. So more erratic behavior by Matt Hardy. <laughs> Matt, Matt Hardy. Matt is that was a Matt Hardy. Matt, Matt Hardy. Pat McAfee. And then Matt Hardy. <laughs> new shirts coming soon. Like new shirts coming soon. Uh, that wrapped up Dynamite, though. What you got? Did you guys enjoy the Sammy Guevara Darby match? It had been a while, I think, yeah, since I they was... had wrestled each other. Um, yeah. So, it, and they're in completely different places than where they were when they first did. Yeah, it did feel kind of like fresh, even though they did they did wrestle each other before. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did like it, and it's you always see a little glimpse of kind of what AEW's future is going to be with whenever they have these young guys wrestle each other. And I mean, every time it feels like it's going to be amazing so far. Yeah. Um, so let's get into SmackDown this week again. You know, these were kind of go home uh, shows for WWE, but uh, there was a contract signing in the beginning of the show. It was uh, for the Ronda Rousey Naomi uh, tag match against Charlotte Flair and Sony Deville at the Elimination Chamber pay per view. One of the stipulations for the contract is that Ronda has to wrestle with one arm tied behind her back because Sonya Deville is in a sling. Um, s- stupid stipulation, but yeah, so I don't know. So that got added to their match. Um, also, Sami Zayn, who has had a Intercontinental title shot for like six weeks, wrestled Shinsuke <laughs> and won the Intercontinental title back. So... We'll see if he defends it against Johnny Knoxville or something at WrestleMania, but I wouldn't put it past them. It was uh, even worse because they spoiled it, spoiled it the week before, right? On Twitter so. or whatever th- it was. Yeah, because this, yeah, there was no they filmed, This was not a live SmackDown. 
There was no way because there was videos of like the Super Sars over in uh, Jeddah before yeah. like um, SmackDown had aired. So yeah, I think it was spoiled. But Rampage this week. Um, just one thing I want to talk about, and that was the main event. It was Jay White's AEW debut. I think it's the first match he's ever had on like live television. Also, because he's pretty much strictly New Japan. And they had to put him with a best friend. Yeah. So, yes, speaking of, he wrestled Trent Beretta. At least it's the better of the best friends. Um, the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the match. I, I think Jay White's really good, especially for only wrestling for, they said, nine years. Um, I really, I just like his character a lot. Um, no, I, thought it was I mean, good... uh, look, I, I'm I'm busting chops. I thought the match was good and competitive. I literally just watched it again, like an hour before we started recording tonight, and because uh, I I like him, I like Bullet Club for life. Um, but it was cool, and he's in great shape. He has a great look. Uh, I just thought it was weird that that's the opponent that they chose, but still competitive, strong match. Yeah, it was really good. I, I It was a nice, like, introduction to the American audience, I think, for Jay White. Yeah. Yeah, he has a good look to him. Um, I think he's, he's good in the ring, too. So, he's young. He's, like, in his 20s, I think. Yeah, and did you see on Impact's uh, pay-per-view that he turned on... Um, what, Tonga? Those two names. Yeah. Tonga, mm. Tama Tonga, and... Uh, so and the, then he the, the gorillas tagged, of destruction or whatever. Yeah, he tagged the bucks in like one of the videos or something like that. So mm. hopefully, there's more to like this you know, storyline. Okay, well, yeah. I'm interested. Um, all right, well, let's finish off with elimination chamber. Um, the pay per view was Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, 12 p.m. Uh, there was lunchtime pay per views. Awesome, <laughs> as Jeremy said. Uh, so the kickoff show, I didn't see it, but it was Miz versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio won. I have no opinion on it, though, because I, I missed the kickoff. But the official show opened up with the Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Um, guys, there was nothing good in this match. It wasn't, there was nothing bad that happened. Like, there was no big Goldberg botch in Saudi Arabia this year, but there was nothing good. Yeah, I was like, good through without botching, so, yeah. you know. Roman ended up winning with a guillotine and Goldberg passed out or whatever. Um, but yeah, what you guys? Yeah, I'm glad you know. that's uh, Goldberg's last match on his contract because how, how many times has he come back and not won a title? But he keeps challenging for a title. I don't. I don't know. Last time he won the title, he beat the Fiend. And I'm gonna go out Arabia. there and I'm gonna make my son proud. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, how how can you not think Roman was going to win this when Brock already picked yeah. Roman as like the person he's going to wrestle at Mania? That's when I got to be Daddy Goldberg, and Daddy Goldberg's got to go home and be Daddy. Oh my God! All right, well, the next match, next match was the <laughs> women's elimination chamber: Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, Nikki Ash or Ash, and then Dewdrop. I actually like this match. Every woman uh, uh, came out looking, you know, looking good in the end, I thought. Uh, but 
as eliminations go, Rhea Ripley eliminated Nikki A.S.H., then Liv Morgan eliminated Dewdrop, Alexa Bliss eliminated Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair eliminated Rhea, and then Alexa Bliss uh, to become the winner. And she will, Bianca Belair will be wrestling Becky Lynch for the title at Mania. Um, and, you know, made this, some of the that long-term storytelling, you know, she lost the belt to Becky Lynch and has not been, you know, kind of in the main event title picture uh, since then. And their story has kind of come full circle. So uh, let's see if she can redeem herself from that, like, 20-second loss and beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. It was nice to see her win and get some spotlight back. There was a yeah. quick chamber match, though. Like, both of the chamber matches were quick. Yeah. So, um, in terms of what they usually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the show total was, like, only, like, two hours and 47 minutes long. Yeah. You know, they could have stretched the matches a little bit more, but... Um, yeah. So, the next match, which I did not enjoy, was Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Uh... Ronda, like I said, has to have... Is it because they're girls? Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's why. I forgot how... How did you... How did you know? (laughs) No, dude. It just wasn't... Like, Ronda's out there in her, like, judo gi with one arm arm tied behind her back. And as soon as the match starts, Sonya takes off her... Doesn't she have to wear the judo gi? They just have to be completely covered up, but... I don't know. Maybe you know, it's very progressive. <laughs> speaking <area>. speaking of sexist. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as the match starts, Sonya Deville takes off her sling, so it was all a, a ploy on their end. The winner was Ronda Rousey. Winners were Ronda Rousey and Naomi. Um, this match could have been eh. five minutes, and then put some more time on the chamber match. Yeah, it just it was what it was. I I didn't find it entertaining. Um, Moving on. <laughs> Next match, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Falls count anywhere. Uh, this basically became a two-on-one for a little while because Happy Corbin was out there and was able, you know, falls count anywhere, so that's like no rules. Um, is, Madcap, eventually, is Madcap okay? Well, that's what I, well, let's talk about what happened. So <laughs> Drew is in the ring with Madcap and goes for an Alabama slam. And I think Madcap overflung himself and landed directly on top of his head. <laughs> Yo, he apparently I did read up. he's all right. I did read yeah. he's all right, but uh, yeah, yeah, it no, was. I read that. I mean, I was, the announcer's like he just landed on his head. Like, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Surprised he didn't have a concussion. The winner was Drew McIntyre, but yeah, I mean, the match actually was like okay. I'd give it like a B. Um, but uh, yeah, that spot was <laughs> was rough. That was the highlight of the match. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, up next, we had Lita versus Becky Lynch. Um, the winner was Becky Lynch. For for Lita to be in the ring after 16 years, um, I mean, the, her first, like, one-on-one match in a, or, like, meaningful is what they called it, one-on-one match in 16 years. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't want to, like, bash Lita. She just looked slow. She just looked slow. Like, she was running slow. She Andy seemed at one point... At, at one point, she seemed gassed. Like, but uh, there was a really good false finish. She did a twist of fate and then the moonsault. Uh, it was actually, like, a believable false finish. I felt like... Um, but, yeah, it was it was cool um, to see her out there. I mean, 
I always liked Lita back in the day. It's also funny that Lita, when they started going to all these Saudi Arabia stuff, like spoke up on social media about it, and now she's like, "Well, I guess if the payday's nice, yeah, you know, money. I can go over there." <laughs> Get that money, you heard me. That broad money. <laughs> broad money. <laughs> but the winner, the winner was Becky Lynch. So yes, at Mania we will have Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully, if she wrestles again for Lita, like she'll get the ring rust off, and then you know the fan, the, the audience was super excited for her. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, I mean, the was, reception was crazy. Audience, they should make yeah, it so was... any the any money that you've earned from your Saudi Arabia trip that anytime you spend it wherever you are, like you can buy whatever you want, but as soon as you make that transaction, a loud thing just comes out of nowhere that's like blood money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our cool-down match right before the men's chamber was Viking Raiders versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. There was no winners. It wasn't even a match. wasn't a match. There was no winners. The Usos took out the Viking Raiders during their entrance and were deemed in no condition for the match. Now, if you're Viking Raiders and you're like, hey, you're going to dr- fly like 20-some hours <laughs> but not have a match. You got that? Like, what? Just I mean, take us off the show. <laughs> I want to hear how much they're getting paid because that's not worth it, really. Just take us off the show. You're like, God. He's like, lots of blood money. And that's like, you know, speaking of, you know, false advertising, you say there's going to be a match and then I don't, I know it's like the card sub- subject to change, but that's, yeah. I hate when they do this stuff. And it doesn't help on the next match either. No. So, final match of the night was the men's elimination chamber. Um, it started off with Seth Rollins and Austin Theory. And while they're in the ring together, Seth does a buckle bomb to Theory through Bobby Lashley's chamber. This gets Bobby concussed, and he's carried out the match. Well, apparently, Bobby has been hurt since the Rumble. And yeah, so this was their the, way of getting him out. Thing. So, not even think about his like actual injury, but imagine in the match, it's like this glass or a plexiglass falls on his face. And Bobby Lashley, who's supposed to be this huge, tough guy... All of a sudden, is concussed and he can't wrestle anymore. Yeah, it's plexiglass. Yeah, and then the other wrestlers are getting thrown around through it, and they're like still wrestling. So after Bobby's carried out, you know the match goes on, and when the countdown comes, and everyone's in the ring but Lesnar and Lashley, the countdown lands on Lashley's cage. Well, Brock didn't want to wait anymore, and he broke out of his chamber. Which apparently Apparently was not not planned. It was not planned, guys. Brock is just a monster and broke that chamber open. (laughs) Which was an amazing move by Brock then. Yeah, because if it didn't work, it would just not look very good. But the fact that he just like busted out of there like the Hawk. By the way, which just reminded me, he did bust out like the Hawk. And on that Pat McAfee show where... uh, he was talking about, he said, hey, you know, some guy jumped the railing and uh, attacks a, a Seth Rollins. And then he literally looks at the camera and he's like, I dare somebody <laughs> to do it. And then he gets up and he's like, I dare somebody. To <laughs> Dude, it would just be blood, bloody tells be a massacre. <laughs> oh, my God. So Brock gets in. He eliminates Rollins right away. Eliminates Riddle. Then he eliminates AJ. It comes down. No, it came down to Austin Theory and Brock. 
And Brock's stalking Austin Theory around the ring. Austin's playing the coward. Austin eventually uh, low blows Brock and then uh, does a drop kick to him, and that pisses Brock off. Um, so then Theory goes to climb the cage um, and tries that. He gets half of his body out the roof of the of the chamber, actually. But Brock, yeah, quick cool. as hell, quick as hell, climbs that chamber <laughs> really fast. And he takes, he pulls down Theory, brings him to the top of the chamber, chamber um, takes Theory's head and smashes it three times in a row into the plexiglass, which is just super, like, like it was just getting, like, kind of brutal. <laughs> like, yeah, that, his head was, was bouncing, man. Um, then Brock picks up Theory and just F5s him off the chamber. Awesome. Brock sick. climbs Brock climbs back down. Um, well, actually, before Theory was uh, climbing up the chamber to get away from Brock, he ran into one of the chambers, and Brock kicked that in. Um, and pulled theory out of it. But yeah, after the F5 off the chamber, Brock climbs down, pins, uh, theory one, two, three, and it is officially title versus title at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Here comes the pain. So that, uh, that wraps up elimination chamber. I mean, I'm sure we all saw that coming once they added Brock into the, to the match itself. Look, I'm excited yeah. for this match. This title versus this has got to be it. All right, like no more <laughs> after this. And you got one more. They legit did. They they legit did a whole pay per view just for this match. Like yeah. the entire pay per view was just for one match. But bet the prince was happy. <laughs> Blood oh. money. Blood money. He was just wondering where Andre was. <laughs> He's like, did could Hogan not make the trip? I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Hogan would have taken that in like in a second. Oh, yeah, Hogan was there. He's like, I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah. Flair vs. Hogan yeah. in the main event. But yeah, guys, that wrapped up the elimination chamber. So, well, what did you think about like when Brock came in and just eliminated everyone like with one move? Didn't like that- it at first. Well, that's kind yeah. of his thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're like wrestling the whole time. And it's like, it's not like just low level guys either. It's like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Eat, sleep, conquer, repeat, man. That's Brock's <laughs> motto. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to drink a Coors Light. Because Bud Light won't pay Bud me Light nothing. Pay me nothing. And hell, I might even get on top of my wife tonight. Brock uh, called it on that. <laughs> Uh, Pat McAfee show. He said, "He said take Jet over. What? Uh, win the Lemonade <laughs> Chamber. Come back with title. He called it. What? What? Uh, yeah, guys. That, that interview was funny. But yeah, so like I said, that wraps up the Elimination Chamber, and uh, yeah, it's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for episode 22. Should we start doing that on the uh, exit of all the episodes now? That's the end of the show. I was going to ask you if you want to do that for the outro. Ah! Um, all right. <laughs> so, and also, it's episode 24. It's not 22. Oh, yeah, that's right. What am I talking about? Episode 24. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So... One more time, uh, follow us at the PW Fan. All uh, I can't talk today. <laughs> Take a shot. Um, at the PW Fan on Instagram and Twitter. 
join us next week for episode 25 where we talk all things pro wrestling appreciate everybody who listens and we'll talk soon.